You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, March 17th. You know I love the tournament, but (laughs) oh boy, wasn't a great day one. Now, individual bets went well for me. Uh, I basically watched as much of the tournament as I could. Individual bets went well. The Calcutta, we'll talk about later. Arizona, letting me down, letting me and my group down. Um, but I thought before we dove into the tournament and there really was no significant NFL news, a couple minor signings, not, no, nothing on the Aaron Rodgers front. And it appears that it could drag out for a while. I sure as hell hope that's not the case. Uh, but, but before we dive into sports stuff, I need to welcome back Rob G to the podcast. He calls himself a super producer and he was probably producing too much because my goodness, he's been on the, he just, he's just coming off the DL. I don't know if it's the IR, maybe the short term IR short-term deal, whatever it's called. But Rob G is back. Rob, we are just beyond thrilled to have you back. We missed you for talking about Jimmy G going to your Raiders. I know how geeked you are about that. Losing Darren Waller, your guy. <laughs> um, but first of all, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about the eye injury. Um, go ahead. Your, your call. Well, it, it didn't feel like the short-term IR. Let me tell you that one. I mean, it basically from beginning to end was like three and a half weeks. And even still, I'm not totally out of it, you know, because um, so what it started was I had a um, infection in my left eye and it got really swollen and it was like 80 percent closed. Right. So I, I did see that, by the way, yeah. he showed up on one podcast. Yeah, like, bro, you get you get battered by uh, yeah, a boxing exactly. ring, dude. It, it and bad. so, you know, I'm, I'm basically doing everything with one eye with my right eye, my good eye and 
straining it, but it's all I, you know, all I could do. And one that's really open. So as is the case with infections, um, especially a viral infection with what I had, it moved from the left eye to the right eye, which is normal. However, me straining my eye that much coupled with the infection led to me getting a scratched cornea. Mm. So even after I cleared the infection and I was cool on that front, my eye couldn't see at all because like, the, the cornea is jacked up. So I'm putting all these different um, drops, all these different ointment, burning, you know, couldn't see. It's terrible, right? And every time I go to see the doctor, they're like, are you sure you don't wear glasses? Because your vision is that of like a 70-year-old man with glaucoma right now. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you're looking like. And um, even now, you know, the the scratch cornea is healing, which is good. Um, what they have on me is the, I got to tell you, I see now why baseball players use steroids because this stuff is phenomenal. Between that and the ointment, it's great. Um, vision is still not 100% back. They said it's going to take a couple of weeks for you know, the, the fogginess to, to drift away. I can see you good here on zoom, but as far as like your name on the side quarter panel is, you know, look, so, I see a J that's all. So I see. were you, were you struggling to watch UCLA's point total? Or did you just know we got this in the bag? It's all good. Uh, you know, I, it, the, the thing is when I'm watching games now is I can see the games happening. So I see UCLA doing work. Like I expected, <laughs> just don't ask me to read the scorebook at the bottom of the corner of the TV. That's the only thing. Now, it's good to have you back. I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to have to uh, watch fewer college hoops action. Listen, the first day was not amazing. Early on, it was incredible. West Virginia, Maryland went down to the wire. Uh, Virginia with one of the worst melts you'll see uh, against Furman. But like the night slate, like it just wasn't amazing. It didn't feel like one of those iconic days. Um, I don't know. What what were your overall? Like A was like, oh, my gosh, this is memorable. I'll never forget this. And F was total dud. It felt like Rob... I don't know, like a C plus kind of day. Yeah, I think that seems fair, especially because, you know, the the there was really only two upsets today. You know, if you think about it, it was the Furman over Virginia, yep. which anybody who watched the ending of that game, it, it, it was the most college basketball, oh, you know, youth league. You know, I'm sure, it, I mean, your kids leagues probably know better than in the last few seconds. Don't just throw the ball up for grabs and let the other team well, intercept it. For... Here's the worst part. Kihei Clark is a 23-year-old, like, super senior. He's been <laughs> right. around forever. Right. He won the title with them. Uh, I think he was on that team that lost to UMBC. I don't know if he played. But, like, you're up by four with 13 seconds left and you lose the game. That's, right. That should never happen. Uh, um, he gets trapped in the corner. And then they have a timeout, like uh, awareness. And where's the coach to jump in with the timeout? Throw it off the guy's leg, do something. He chucks it up like a grenade. Right. And I don't, the announcers were making it sound, Rob, like he thought he could throw it the length of the court from corner to corner. <laughs> I mean, he's like a five, nine point guard, like off and he's trapped. trapped. Yeah. So he's trapped. Even, yeah. even if he's standing there by himself, the chance of him throwing it to, you know, end line to end line is not high. Uh, there was even video. I don't know if you saw this on the gram, but one of the Furman players were like, he just threw yeah. the ball up. He, he just like, threw it I up. I can't believe that happened. Right. And of course they get it to a kid who bangs a three and it is bedlam. And Virginia goes down. Not, not a big one. Now, listen, Rob, I will say this. I saw a lot of, um, I don't know if the word is hate is correct, but a lot of bashing Virginia, like, Oh my gosh, look at how bad these guys have been recently uh, in the NCAA tournament. Lost in the first round this year, lost in the first round last year, won the national title, lost in the first round to UMBC. And people are like, oh, gosh, that is that is brutal. I'm like, hold up. 
hold up. At least 95% of college basketball, 90%. Wouldn't they take that? Maybe 90, over 95. You win a title. You got a title. You know, you can't take that away. The first round loss is stink. But listen, this is what Virginia does. They play slow down offense. They don't shoot the three. I think they attempted like 11 threes in the game. Curry attempts that by himself right. in a game. Like, come on. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the P1 listeners to this pod will know that the Virginia, the last couple of years you just mentioned, that is almost nose for nose what the Los Angeles Lakers have done in the LeBron James era. Oh, It's missed playoffs, uh, missed playoffs, out in the first round, may not make the playoffs, but championship. Like that, that they, That's the good. Virginia and the Lakers are one in the same. And, and you know what, Laker fans, um, I think they're happy. Now, listen, I will confess. I woke up this morning. I have not even looked at NBA scores, so we won't even mention the NBA except for one topic Rob sent me. Maybe we'll get that in later. But like for me, this is like all college basketball. I was locked in the second I got home from the lot in the show watching. I did have to go to my kid's open house at the school. And of course, the Wi-Fi, not good. So I'm having to text. I need score updates every five minutes, you know, from certain people. And, uh, you know, then I had to drive to pick up my kids from a couple of sports after school activities. But with the phone, I can literally watch the game and play it in my car. So I'm hearing it. I can, I'm not watching while I'm driving. But I'll say this, Rob. I mentioned the Calcutta. I'm not supposed to really talk about them on the podcast because there's, you know, significant money at stake. And people don't want, like, anybody snooping around and wondering, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just going to I'm just going to say this. So. I didn't do the local Calcutta. I'm not going to get into the reasons why. I had the offer. I could have done it. I just didn't after, you know, basically looking at the teams that they were interested in. And I'm a small pot guy on that one. So I have like no say, which is fine. Um, But I'm not going to do it if I don't really have that much of a say in the teams. So there was another one that's you know significant pot. Um, I think the pot was like 255 last wow. year. Um and now, listen, it's not. It's weird because, like, a lot of the teams will get payouts, and it's structured. I'm not going to go way into the weeds, but basically, for instance, you pay $10,000 for a team. If they win two games, you probably get your money back. If they win three, you probably make a little. Now, if they go beyond that, huge. So you want to find value. And, you know, we had some numbers guys, Preston Johnson, who comes on the podcast. Um, he was in our group, and he's crunching numbers, and he's got models and all this stuff. And it's funny because after UCLA lost to Arizona, Rob, I know you saw that in the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Yep. I even said, like, I don't like this Arizona team. I, I just think they, they don't have any good wings. They're not athletic. Their guards are spotty. Their bigs are good. But I don't know, man. But the numbers come back that they were undervalued in their region. They had like a not, not a cupcake region, but like Missouri, Utah State would not be a formidable opponent. Uh, Baylor might be in trouble. Creighton, eh. So Arizona made some sense. So we got them for $12,400. Oh, jeez. Um, and they're up 55-50 with like four minutes left. And I I had, I just, you could feel the energy in that building through the TV screen. I'm like, this is not going well. I start looking at the free throw shooting. I'm like, our guys suck. And then Princeton just claws back 55-52, 55-53. And then, you know, they're falling behind. I'm like, it's over. They didn't go to number 10. They had this damn kid, Ramey. I shouldn't say damn. He's a college kid. He just total hero ball the final eight minutes as the offense bogged down. And it just was ugly. And I was frustrated. But you know what? It's not over. We could still make money on this tournament. Just things have to break our way, Rob. Um, I don't know. This whole like nobody west of the Rockies has won a title since Arizona in 97. Like there's a reason for that. The basketball out here is just they look soft. Um, now UCLA did not look soft and we'll see how Gonzaga does today, but 
you know, some of I mean, these. It's, it's hard teams. to say stuff like that when UCLA and Gonzaga have been making Final Fours. You know, several. That, that's fair. That um, Gonzaga kind of got punked by Baylor, but I, I see your point. And they got pushed around by Arkansas. Uh, as for Arizona, like that was just a bed shitting of epic proportions, disappointing loss. Um, we, we yeah, and obviously that's the one that busted everyone's bracket, right? You know, I think right. I saw on um, ESPN's Twitter late, late, late on Thursday, it was something like 0.006% of their brackets that were left on ESPN that have already was remaining as perfect. So, uh, yeah. you know, like that was the one that obviously did it. And as shocking as it was, at, you know, to, to see after the fact, I think I'm with you that as you're watching the game, you could feel it happening. Like it wasn't the end result wasn't all that, you know, out of the, you know, extraordinary because you could feel that it was going down. Like it wasn't like a buzzer beater, like the Furman yeah, thing. Furman was, one was crazy. You, you felt it coming. Um, but even after the game was over and you see all the breaking news and, you know, ESPN does it on their FS1, does on their ticker and everything like that, CBS Sports. And then you see later, it says this is the third year in a row that a yep. two was beaten to 15. So you're like, oh, well, it's really not that big of a deal anymore because this kind of thing happens now. It's crazy. We we talked to this Fran Fraschella about this. I think we talked to Lisk about this. Even Thomas Casale uh, Thursday. Guys, the twos over 15s are happening. It's just a thing. Now, it's weird because we went through the twos and we didn't even really touch on Princeton. You know, they're not a great, it's not a great Princeton team. Arizona just played awful down the stretch. Teams get tight. Listen, Tennessee got a little tight. Uh, the number two overall seed, Houston, looked awful and barely escaped the Northern Kentucky, whoever they are. Uh, I think it's something to do with Vikings or Norsemen because, you know, there was some weird, funnily dressed people in that one. And I'll say, this is a shocker, Rob. Alabama's the number one overall seed. Their best player, arguably the best player in the tournament, Brandon Miller, probably the number two pick. He might have passed Scoot Henderson. He did not even make a shot, and Alabama won. Didn't make one basket. So this is going to be a crazy tournament. Now, usually if the first day is not bonkers, the second day will get a little nutty. I, I'm reluctant to go overboard and say, hey, all this batshit stuff is going to happen. But I, I would, if I'm like a, a Marquette, I got I to be on alert. And I do wonder, Rob, if you're a number, uh, you know, a high seed, Purdue, which hasn't played yet. You're Marquette. You are, uh, who, who, who's the three? Gonzaga. You haven't played yet. Your coach has now ammo for his guys. You guys think this is an effing joke? Arizona just won the Pac-12 tournament and lost to Princeton. Princeton. Okay. Virginia went to, did they go to the ACC final? I think they, I think they did. They went out and lost to Furman. Furman. And here's the scary thing. A team that not a lot of people talked about, but I gassed up on this podcast. I have them in my brackets, um, the, you know, bracket check contests. Duke, Rob, did you see how much money they took? Oral Roberts. I had so many people telling me, oh, dude, money's pouring in on Oral Roberts. Down eight, down to seven and a half, seven. They closed. Duke did only six-point favorites. Wow. They never led by by less than double digits after the first, like, four minutes. I think they started 14 nothing. And they just overwhelmed Oral Roberts. It like was never remotely close. So uh, I think a lot of professional gamblers probably took a bath. Uh, I was slightly down if you don't count the Calcutta. Uh, of course, I'm not going to count it because you don't settle up until the end. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. I'm not going to get into too much into today's matchups because we've broken them down the last few days, but I do want to ask you real quick. Here are some Saturday matchups. Now, this is how brutal it is for the tournament. Are you ready for the opening game Saturday? Usually, it is between a team that's in a marquee market on the East Coast because it starts at 12, 10 p.m. Eastern time, okay? The opening matchup Saturday is Furman and San Diego State. Oh, geez. <laughs> that is devastating. Like, usually it's like, oh, that's appointment viewing. And that's a standalone game, Rob. Standalone. Now, I assume they what they thought, okay, we Virginia wins. They open their, you know, not a huge market, but they're in D.C. I'm sorry, not a huge, like, team in terms of pleasure watching, but Virginia's a, kind of a big deal. ACC country, 
um, four seed. They won a title recently. Like that's a standalone game, man. That that's absolutely brutal. Now the second game is Duke and Tennessee, which should be really freaking good. Uh, Tennessee did not look great, but they have the bigs to hang with Duke. I'll go out on a limb right now. I already bet Arkansas getting four against Kansas, Rob. That's Kansas, the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Kansas didn't look good. And Arkansas, now they, they didn't close strong, but they got the run and jump athletes. They got a couple pros, a couple first-round picks. That's going to be good. And I I think I'm probably going to take them on the money line as well. Auburn against Houston. Now, I know everybody's going to say, oh, Houston looked terrible. It's less about how bad they looked. It's that Sasser got hurt. Their second-best player kind of got hurt. They both finished, but the coach mentioned the injuries. The biggest aspect, Rob, this game is being played in Birmingham. Auburn had a distinct home court advantage against Iowa. And if you don't think people said, whoa, whoa, we're playing number, we're playing Houston, the number one seed, and they're not going to drive to, to Birmingham, that's not a hike. Okay. I think this is going to be a crazy scene, and I would not be shocked at all if Houston lost outright to Auburn. Now, I didn't have that in any of my brackets. I had Iowa winning probably 60 40 over. Uh, Auburn, but what do you think, Rob? You feeling that Auburn over Houston? Uh, you know what? The, I will. I mean, my bracket doesn't look great. You know, off day one, a lot of people's doesn't. I think I'm like at seventy percent through day one, which is not good if you want to actually win some of these contests, right? We have a big one over at Fox Sports Radio. I'm trying to cash in on that one, but I didn't realize that Auburn and Iowa was played that close to Auburn's campus when it, I filled out my feels- bracket. Had I known that, I would have definitely picked Auburn. And that's just my fault for not reading, you know, the lines like that, like I should have. And that kind of stuff matters in a big way in college sports. You know, Houston, you know, you mentioned their top two players being injured, and that's that's obviously the biggest thing. But in college, home court advantage is like, you know, people think of the NBA because it's in these playoff series, you know, the the Warriors, I think, have won a, a... road playoff game and something like 25 straight series. Like it happens all the time. Uh, Boston goes on the road and beats Milwaukee in game six where, you know, Tatum has like 45 or something like that. This is a regular thing in college basketball, especially because the crowds are so much smaller. They're right on top of you. A lot of these kids, um, they're, they're just not emotionally mature enough yet to handle hostile environments. And that's fine because they're so they're 18, 19, 20 years old. And so, Houston, even though I believe they are the better team, clearly the injuries are a big factor, but they're going to be basically playing a road game. Yeah. And that's something you really got to consider. I mean, I I think look at the early lines right now. I don't know what you have, but I see. Yeah, I was trying Houston to look minus five and a half. I, I'm really leaning taking the yeah. points in Auburn in that one. It, it's not only that. Um, So I mentioned San Diego State Furman. San Diego State's a West Coast team. You know, it'll be their body clock uh, 9 a.m. for that tip off. File that away. But Houston-Auburn in Birmingham at 7.10 p.m. I just looked at the distance an hour and a half from the Auburn campus to Birmingham. I would assume it's going to be 80-20 Auburn fans. Oh, yeah. It's going to be hostile. I, I Yeah, I think you got to consider five and a half and the money line. And listen, I don't, I'm not saying Auburn's good by any stretch, but Houston didn't bring their A game. They're dinged up, and it's essentially a road game. I don't know if you guys remember the South Carolina run to the Final Four. They had some okay players. I think one guy made the league. They took down a Duke team with Jason Tatum, Luke Kennard, and they had like the same deal. It was a 10 versus two, I think. And, you know, the game was played like close to the South Carolina campus, and it was a rowdy crowd, and Duke just got wrecked. So 
that this is a massive game changer. I did not see that coming, Rob. No other games really jump out Saturday. You know, I know you probably want to bounce back off the DL and take the wife out. The Saturday night game is going to be Northwestern UCLA 840 tip off. Oh, so we that got could that. you got to get to an early dinner. I, I think UCLA probably will win. Um, Northwestern's feisty, uh, but I don't know if they're feisty enough. Um, all right. Outside of the tournament, we haven't talked to you since Garoppolo, so I need your thoughts. I mean, is this a playoff team? Are you thrilled? Uh, I mean, are you moderately happy? They they added Jacoby Myers, didn't they? Yes, they did. That's a great and pickup. My answer to all of your questions is no. I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not moderately excited. This is not a playoff team. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. Like, like I we've. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse. We've talked about this a lot. I don't understand how Josh McDaniels can inherit a playoff team after having all of that chaos with that roster. The John Gruden emails, maybe he's racist, maybe he's misogynist, maybe he's just an asshole, whatever. <laughs> uh, Damon Arnett, first-round cornerback, kicked off the team for for going John Morant. Pointing, he, he, he originated the John Morant gun on social media thing. Like, that was him first, right? And he got kicked off the team because he was threatening somebody on, on IG. Um Henry Ruggs, their best receiver, kills somebody, mm. right? Uh, you know, all these different things. None of their first-round draft picks are the first three-round guys, except for uh, Josh Jacobs was even on the roster or something like that. Like, it was mm. really bad. They have interim coach. They make the playoffs, and they actually put a, a scare into the Cincinnati Bengals. So you take that team with all that chaos. They were still able to band together and do something. You add... For my money, the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams, and who what had been a top five production wise pass rusher over the last few years, Chandler Jones. Yeah. And suddenly everybody takes a step back. And zero accountability from the head coach, zero accountability from the front office because they came in as a tandem deal. And instead, what you're seeing is they're basically tearing the team down. They're well, trying to they're doing exactly what every single other coach from the Belichick coaching tree has done. They're trying to instill the Patriot way, bring in familiar faces. It started um, last year when they brought in the running back this and then Chandler Jones has a familiarity as well. Then it well, moves on this year. Now you got Jimmy G, Jacoby Myers, and they're just trying to build Patriots West. There's a reason why Josh McDaniels and the Raiders were listed in the NFLPA player poll as being one of the teams that runs their players into the ground. All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. First of all, they kept Josh Jacobs, right? They, they, They're not going to resign him. He's on the franchise tag. They're they got the franchise tag. Yeah, they franchise tagged him. How many guys are happy on the franchise tag? Kept Hunter Renfro. Uh, offensive line's not terrible. It's not good. The defense has a lot of question marks. But I, I don't see why you're disappointed with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, clearly Carr did not work out. He did not have a good season at all. And it doesn't seem like McDaniels liked him. Well, here's the thing. Like, people are saying, oh, well, I think Jimmy G's an upgrade. Like, I talked to Eddie House, friend of the podcast, talked to him on Thursday. He's a big Raider fan, so we chop it up from now and again. And he's really excited about Jimmy G. And if I had more time to talk to him, what I would have told him is, if Jimmy G is that good, why did he get half the money that Derek Carr got? Okay. Doesn't so make any right? Jimmy G is a limited mediocre quarterback who always gets hurt. If he if he couldn't carry like I'm not saying it's carry, but in San Francisco he was winning as a game manager. Okay. He is not going to have the opportunity well, to be not? a game manager with the Raiders cuz the team's not good enough. The rest well, of the team's not good. Enough. How about this if he doesn't make mistakes? You know, I'm the, uh, the, the Derek Carr had probably one of his worst seasons. A lot yes. of bad interceptions, a yes, lot of did. bad reads. 
you know, I, I, this team had a lot of one-win losses, if memory serves. I don't have all the numbers in front of me. But yes. I think they lost like six or seven games by by one score. And they blew three 17-plus points. And they did that. They kept blowing halftime leads at like an alarming rate, which is scary. Obviously, McDaniels is not going to want that pinned on him. I think what he's trying to do is say, listen, this is just a quarterback problem. We were close. I'll get us over the hump. Is that possible? I don't know. They've got to do a lot to get the defense better. I, I know they traded away Waller. If they don't sign Foster Foster Moreau, it's Foster or Fabian? Foster Moreau. Fabian Moreau, I think, is a defensive back somewhere. Yes. Yeah, if they don't keep Foster Moreau, they're in trouble. Because right now you can't go into the season with Jesper Horstead as their... That's honestly on the depth chart. I don't know who that is. And the backup is Cole Fotheringham, whoever those guys are. Now, here's a good thing. They have a... What what number pick do they have? Is it 11? Number seven. Seven. Listen, you could get a tight end at seven. You could trade back and get more picks, which I think is the move. Would you want Jalen Carter if he falls to seven? Because he's been going through some stuff. The Georgia defensive tackle who was thought to be maybe the top player in the draft. Like he's gained weight. He had that off off court issue. He's got some problems. I I think he personally falls out of the top 10. Um, We'll see. We're still, you know, a month and change away from the draft. But it's not trending well for him right now. Would you want to take a flyer on him as like a depressed asset who's falling or is that no 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 we've had enough risky first round picks we got to keep it safe here and get an instant contributor who i don't have to worry about every time i go to sleep at night i would lean with the latter only because and this was the downfall of the gruden mayock marriage they drafted horribly in the first three rounds right like i think the only guy that they got who's a legitimate nfl player is josh jacobs all the other guys washed out or got cut or whatever, like Alex Leatherwood, Cleland Furl, Jonathan Abrams, you know, all those guys. They did really well in the back end with Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby, but in the top three, they were terrible. So if this new Patriots West is going to work, it's going to be because they draft well. It's not yeah. going to be because of these Jimmy G acquisition. I like Jacoby Myers. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's like a difference maker type receiver. Oh, so, I mean, if he's your so he went from being the one in New England and now he's opposite Devontae Adams. So he's going to be facing a lot of number two cornerbacks. I think that's a huge upgrade for him. For him, number absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he a, might, he's a he, fine receiver. He, you know, I just don't know if he's like, oh man, you see, we got Jacoby Myers. Like that's it. Now it's interesting. Um, under Mayock, Alabama players were drafted significantly early. And Clemson. Yeah. Alabama, yeah. It seems like there was some kind of love affair. So in 2019, they drafted three Clemson players, an Alabama guy in the second round. And then in 2020, the Henry Ruggs ill-fated year, two Clemson guys and Henry Ruggs in the first round. And then in 2021, no Clemson guys, but Alabama's Alex Leatherwood to open, and that has not panned out. If you look at the stats, ooh, it's very bleak. Even the safety out of TCU, Trevor Morig, did he even do much? No, I mean, he he was billed coming out as the top deep safety in the draft. And then you watch him play and it's like, what tape were they watching? One interception. Well, again, college tape in the the big 12. Yikes. Um, So so not that thrilled about um, Garoppolo. I I mean, so you're thinking there's a case to make the playoffs or no no shot whatsoever? Uh, I mean, the, the AFC is a juggernaut. So if they played in the NFC, maybe I feel better about it. But the AFC is loaded. I mean, Rob, I can't get over this. Remember, 2021, the number one seeds were the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans. Both of them missed the playoffs the following year. One had Aaron Rodgers. The other had 
I guess, can I say Derrick Henry or is that just embarrassing? <laughs> um, it's so like disrespectful to Ryan Tannehill. Well, it is. But um, so things happen. I listen, I don't see the who was the number one seed, by the way. Was it Chiefs? It was Chiefs. This, this year, it was the Chiefs. Oh, it, well, there was that weird incident with um, the Buffalo Bills player and the Monday yeah, Night Football game. Yeah, it was that, that, that coin flip thing, but it was the yeah. Chiefs and the uh, the Eagles were the one seeds. I don't see the Eagles totally cratering. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, in the, obviously, in the NFC, but yeah, it's tough. Uh, short of a massive injury to a Burrow or a Mahomes or a Herbert, I think those three are, are locks. I would say Jacksonville's a lock. Don't to say Herbert's division. a lock. Okay, fine. Uh, by the way, uh, we can wrap up on this this Austin Eckler situation. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. He just wanted his deal early, right? Right. Yeah. So there's no chance he holds out next season. I can't imagine that he would. But listen, they, he knows his usage rate is through the roof. And all you need is one injury. And they'll probably end up franchise tagging him after next year, right? I would assume so. Like right. it, th- th- This whole situation is weird because it's like they gave him permission to seek a trade knowing that he's going to want a new deal afterwards, right? And this is a similar situation with what you got going with Lamar Jackson is – People love the player. Like, you love Lamar Jackson. You love Austin Eckler. They're both fantastic players. The problem is 
Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal, which NFL teams don't want to do. The problem with Austin Eckler is he's a small running back. Yeah. Nobody is going to be giving up premium draft assets and paying top dollar for a small oh. running back with miles on it. Wait, I didn't even realize this. He's been in the league for longer than I thought. Yeah. I mean, he's, he he was a backup for a long time. Got his mm. shot. Paid off in a big way. He's a really good player. But it's like how many teams, especially nowadays, where the running back has been depreciating in value year by year, is going to say, yeah, let me give up a third round pick and then make him the second highest paid running back mm-hmm. in football. I just don't see that happening. Well, you also, he turns 28 in May. And we know that right around 30, the running backs allegedly are cooked. But if you take a flyer on on him, I mean, he's going to want like a three-year deal with Big Bunny. I, uh, listen, if you've got money to spend and you've got a quarterback on the rookie deal, I don't hate picking this guy up. Because it's he's kind of a receiver in that he comes out of the backfield. And last season, he had 107 catches. I'm assuming that led all running backs. Year before, 70. Um, this guy delivers. You know, I... I <laughs> If I'm not paying my quarterback yet, like if I'm Jacksonville, why are you not jumping on Austin Eckler? You don't have to pay Trevor Lawrence. He's only been in the league for two years. Well, they why, have why a really good running back in Jacksonville. Who, Travis Etienne? Yeah, he's really good. I mean... The, the team I'll, that makes sense from a fit standpoint, even though they, I don't think they have the money to do it, would be Buffalo. Hmm. I just well, don't know if Yeah, how the are they money. affording him? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they have the money. Because Allen got paid. So ETN, first-round pick, missed the entire rookie season. He's only played one year. I don't I don't think he's even in the same class. I mean, he's a solid player. But, but he's a he's on a rookie deal. He's cheap. He's really – I mean, now because they have Lawrence and him on, on rookie deals, they're able to overspend on the wide receiving core, which they did with Christian Kirk. And then they Zay Jones, they just brought in Calvin Ridley. The defense, they're going to start – you know, they paid big money for some of the guys on the back end. So – I don't see them. I don't see any team really investing big money in a running back moving well, forward. He, I think the Ezekiel Elliott situation, who just got cut this week, yeah. really scared a lot of teams off. So, if you think about the offensive coordinator, he's from Dallas, and what did he do? He basically split Zeke and Tony Pollard two back system. I don't know how Eckler would feel about that. Is he going to like that or not really? Because it means his touches are down, and now he's going into a contract year. Um, this is a tough one. I personally like him. I think more than others might might have a fantasy influence. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm just telling you, this guy is so vital to this offense because when the offensive line was decimated last year, I felt like there were so many dump offs to Eckler, and he's just making um, chicken shit out of uh, chicken soup out of chicken shit all the time. Like he's uh, uh, Herbert under pressure. Let me just dump it off, and then and then Eckler makes a play, makes people miss. I don't know, guys. I I mean, again, I'm not breaking the bank for Eckler. I'm definitely keeping the guy happy and, and, and maybe working in uh, a little more of who's the young running back they have. Um, uh, Josh Kelly. Now he's often hurt. They have Isaiah Spillers, a young kid, but they like rework the deals of, uh, of Allen and, and Mike Williams. So they're like set on the outside. You got to assume that Corey Lindsay will be healthy and Ray Sean Slater offensive line was good until it fell apart. Like, I think this is a Super Bowl contending team. I know you refuse to believe that, um, we'll see if JC Jackson's even back for the beginning of the season after that gruesome injury. I, I like charges. You, you take Eckler off that team. I think it is a significant down downgrade. Like e- Zeke off the Cowboys. I don't think does anything. Um, Saquon Barkley, you can't take him off the giants. They, they desperately need him since can say I have nothing else. Um, th- I think the Chicago bears, didn't they move on from Montgomery? They did. 
He's with Detroit he now, I think. Right. So these running backs are interchangeable. Jamal Williams, I think, led the NFL in touchdowns. Yeah. And the Lions are just like, all right, peace out, bro. So the Bears are going to trot out Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, who uh, I think he backed up McCaffrey at some point. Yeah, he was do- He was actually a, a fantasy savior for a lot of teams there down the stretch with Carolina because he had a couple of games right. where he had like 120 yards and two touchdowns like in a row back to back. So I know he got my one of my teams through some rough patches for sure. So if you're Detroit, you got DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, Craig Reynolds. I don't think it makes sense. I'll wrap up on this. I'll, this is the only take I have really on Lamar Jackson because there's been nothing, no chatter, no anything, which is odd, or on brand for him since he doesn't have an agent. Um, could the Colts grab Lamar Jackson? They have the fourth pick. They're not going to get one of the two best quarterbacks, right? I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like. Maybe you stay put for C.J. Stroud. And you're terrible again, but then you're going to be drafting at the top of the draft. Um, and you just wasted a first-round pick on Stroud. I, I don't know. They picked up Gardner Minshew. Matt Ryan's gone. Jonathan Taylor, not paying him. Uh, your receivers are Pittman. You're not paying him. And a couple nobodies. Offensive line is eh. The defense isn't there. Like, they have a chance to be one of the worst teams in the league. Or they could go out and go after Lamar Jackson. What's the argument against bringing Lamar Jackson into the turf uh, in Lucas Oil? playing in the AFC South? I only have one. And that is, if I'm going to have to give up two picks and pay him, I'm not giving up the, a number four overall pick. The The only way that those two picks plus contract makes sense is if you're a team picking in the back half of the draft. For me, from my perspective. I can't, I can't imagine giving up the number four pick and right. another first. So a lot of people, I think, believe if somebody made a move on Lamar and they had like the 26th pick and then next year's first round, uh, the Ravens would just match, match it and sign him. Right. Right. Maybe they don't match if they get the number four pick, cause they might see a quarterback they like. So maybe that is actually uh, enticing to Baltimore. And if you're the Colts, like, listen, since Andrew Luck left, you see how tough it's been to find a quarterback. I mean, we always joke about the dolphins. I joke about my jets. They're now willing to be held hostage by Aaron Rodgers for, for a one- or two-year rental. You know, Colts had a really good run with Peyton Manning. They had a solid playoff run with Andrew Luck. Now you're looking at being in the wasteland until you are awful and drafting at the top of the draft. So I don't know, Rob. I think if I'm the Colts, I have to consider Lamar. Sounds like you wouldn't do it. I mean, if it's if not the Colts, then who? That's the problem. And then he holds out, right? The the market is really dried up. I don't know which teams really need a quarterback that can't draft one. Yeah, and then you try to tell Lamar. You know, I don't know why Atlanta hasn't gotten the mix. Lamar, you've got to play for $7 million less than Daniel Jones this season. (laughs) Maybe Lamar just sits out. He's 26. He's still in his prime. I mean, Deshaun Watson did sit out that one season. Um, I think essentially he had to miss two seasons, right? Yeah, he missed one one full season and then like 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you could make an argument. Lamar just says, screw it, I'm sitting out. And then they're like, all right, well, we're not going to tag him again. And then then what? It's just it's about to get ugly in Baltimore because I don't think Lamar wants to be there. So we'll see what happens. But it's early. Next week, we have a really good guest lined up on the NFL front. And obviously, enjoy the games this weekend. I'll be putting some bets on social media. Rob, get that eye healthy. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.